away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plakins. Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, as always, brought to you by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jamison Olive, Katie Gauze here with you today. A fun show planned for everybody. We've crossed the halfway point as far as the regular season schedule goes. At the time of this recording, the Panthers preparing for three more games on this homestand. They'll see the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow, Toronto on Sunday, and then they'll wrap up the homestand stand a week from tomorrow, Thursday, a week from Thursday against the LA Kings. So that's how the rest of the homestand shapes up here on this show today. We're going to talk a little bit about the first half. We're going to hear from Panthers forward Jonathan Huberto, newly selected all-star, top star in the month of December. We'll get some thoughts from him coming up in a little bit. We'll talk about the upcoming homestand, the rest of it, and the second half of the season. But first, we're going to get some thoughts on the first half, and most specifically, today's practice. Panthers looking to bounce back from a game against the Arizona Coyotes. They fell by a 5-2 score on Tuesday night, looking to rebound against Vancouver coming up tomorrow. And starting with you, Jamison, fun practice today for the Panthers, getting right back at it here today as they look to prepare for Vancouver and bounce back from that loss against the Coyotes. Yeah, Doug, uh, 100%. Uh, it, was a, it was a weird practice uh, in a good way. It was a different practice. Uh, basically, the first 15, 20 minutes was just this pond hockey style. I think it ended up being 13 on 13 because the coaches got in it as well. Uh, red versus blue. Uh, at some, Most of the time, there was one puck, but then sometimes there was two pucks. <laughs> a lot of back and forth action. All the guys having a good time. Uh, it seemed like they could really, you know, breathe a little bit, uh, kind of a palate cleanser at this point in the season, just to have some fun, you know, get that spark back a little bit. All the guys said they had a great time. Uh, and speaking of that, before we talk a little bit more about this, we had a chance to talk to the guys after practice about just kind of how fun that was. So quickly, here's Joel Quenville, Dominic Toninato, and Mike Matheson just kind of sharing their thoughts on uh, this unusual and fun practice today. Well, it was, it was fun. It was something different. The first time we did that drill, we always seen that uh, certain times of the season the guys enjoy it, and it's a, a little pond hockey action and uh, gets a, everybody got a feel, get loosened up for practice, and uh, they have fun with it. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, just something we haven't done. Uh, definitely something I haven't done in pros, I guess. Um, we used to do it quite a bit in college, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun and a good way to start practice. Yeah, that was fun. Um, obviously, everyone came into the rink pretty frustrated today and um, you know sometimes it's nice to, to kind of just have some fun out there and, and remind yourselves of, of how lucky we are to, to play the game and um, you know sometimes that, that kind of just ignites a bit of um, energy in, in the group and I think that's what we needed. So good to hear from them. Uh, Q said you know this is something he's done you know in the past maybe you know, two, three times a season. So clearly it's something that's worked in the past uh, in terms of getting his teams where he wants them to be. Uh, Toninato saying he hasn't done it since college is pretty funny, but uh, a, l- a lot of smiles on the ice today. And uh, you just kind of get the feeling that the team, uh, as much talent as they have, you also feel like, you know, they're, they're so close to finally going on that run that they've been trying to go on this whole season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, Mike Hoffman, we even spoke to him and he mentioned it. 
it was a nice way to just sort of re-energize to kind of just get, get, you know, get, get on the ice, get the legs moving and just have a little bit of, have a little bit of fun, you know. And I liked what uh, Matheson said when he said it, it kind of reminds us of, you know, how lucky we are to play this game and, and why we do this. So I think, you know, getting to the basics is something that Q's been focusing on all season. And so to see him pull this out of his bag of tricks and just sort of slide it in there as a, a nice way to get the guys, you know, refocused, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm, you know, hoping to see it translate into that game tomorrow. Yeah, and don't get us wrong. I mean, there was still a serious practice. They still went over a lot of X's and O's, did a lot of big things, but every day can't be life or death in the National Hockey League. You have to, you know, have some fun or else you're going to go crazy. You got to mix things up. Yeah, and, and like yeah. like I said, when, when Q is hired, anything he does worked. Anything he's done before has won multiple Stanley Cups. Yep. So clearly this is something that he likes to do that has, you know, really helped in the past. And I thought it was just really exciting uh, to see it happen today, especially coming in. Not something we expected to see as media, just kind of watching it on the ice unfold. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was pretty fun. So fun to see that today. And the Panthers right now, right in the hunt, right in the race. I know at the time of this recording, we're only 43 games into the season. There's still a long ways to go here, but you can look around. You can see how big the games are night to night for the teams that are in the races, especially. And you can see how much these points are magnified. I mean, you looked at the game against Arizona. The game meant a lot for both teams. Going back to the game against Pittsburgh, that game meant a lot for both teams. And the Panthers had to, had a great one there to close out that road trip in Pittsburgh. Just want to go around the table here before we get into our conversation with Jonathan Huberto here in a few moments. Get some impressions from the first half of the season. Of course, I'll start here and we're going to mention Jonathan Huberto. We're going to talk to Jonathan Huberto. So I guess he needs to be mentioned right away. 57 points this season. He is on pace to, to blow past his career high from last season when he became one of four Panthers in team history to surpass the 90-point plateau. So he's having a great year, 57 points at the time of this recording. He's been selected to the All-Star team for the first time in his career, and uh, and he was named the top star of the month for the month of December and just continues to be so consistent, whether it's scoring goals, whether it's setting up teammates with that all-world vision that we've known he's had since he came into the National Hockey League, doing it a lot of different ways. Alexander Barkov producing it over a point-per-game pace. Evgeny Dadnov's having a great season in the goal scoring column. I know some of the new additions have, have really uh, really chipped in in the goal scoring department as well. We'll get to that. But Panthers as a team, among the highest scoring teams in the National Hockey League all season long, among the, the teams with the most shots all season long. So the offense has uh, has really continued to produce it. Just uh, you know, a, a great pace picking up right where it left off with the case of some guys and the new guys chipping in in a big way as well. Yeah, and for me, I think the most... I guess I should say the least surprising surprise was Nolachari. And I mean, if you look at him, he's got 15 goals, but the way he plays, it's not surprising because he's in those hard areas. He's able to hang in those areas. He, he He's in front of the net. Coach said it today. He's got a nose, you know, for the yep. net. Uh, so to see him score 15 and to look at the list of players in the NHL that he has more points than I know, Jameson, we were looking he at has it more last goals night. than guys like uh, Kucherov, Brock Besser, Blake Wheeler. He's got more, more goals than those. Guys, I mean, yeah, the list the list is pretty impressive. So, you know, it's it's a surprise that we, you know, shouldn't be surprised by based on the way he plays. But certainly, you know, when you look around your roster and you have guys like that giving you goals, maybe you weren't expecting. That's important. And that will be very important mm-hmm. in the second half of the season, because I think that's how teams really go the distance is having those guys that maybe you weren't expecting stepping up. And, you know, I don't expect a Nola Chari to be going anywhere anytime soon. He's on pace for quite a cool year. <laughs> Uh, and you keep going. I mean, Brett Connolly's been huge. 
especially early in the season. Uh, he was scoring a ton of goals, so he's already on pace to blow past the career-high 22 he scored last year in Washington. Anton Strallman, I think, has brought a great veteran presence uh, to the blue line. So uh, a lot of guys chipping in, a lot of guys having great seasons, and it's not just the guys that came in through free agency. Uh, let's not forget, a lot of the young call-ups have been doing well, as, uh, pretty good as well. I mean, Dominic Toninato has been a nice find. I think he's played really well here for the Panthers. Uh, Riley Stillman's only been up here uh, a handful of games, I think, at this point, man, around 10 games so far this season. I think he's been uh, pretty exceptional, given the fact that he is a, you know, a 21-year-old rookie. I think he's got a really bright future ahead of him. So it takes a lot of things to build a winning hockey team. It takes free agents. It takes homegrown talent. It takes mm-hmm. surprises like Nola Chari and rookies coming up. And I think all the pieces are, are there for the Panthers. It's just a matter of them in the second half finally getting on that streak. And a lot of guys have talked about that where, let's not forget the Panthers right now at the time of this recording, just one point out of a playoff spot, but still haven't had that you know five, six game winning streak that we know that they have in them and they can do. So uh, I think that's encouraging, the fact that they you know have been very win-loss, win-loss this whole season uh, and are still you know, right in the thick of the playoff hunt. Yep. I just think, uh, you know, also looking at the schedule, I mean, you never know in the hockey league, but on paper, the schedule is easier in the second half than it was in the first half. Uh, just given all these things coming together, I, I do see the Panthers going on a nice run here over the final, you know, 40 plus games of the and, season. And one thing to point out here, Sunday's game is against Toronto. Oddly enough, the first time this season, the That's Panthers right. will see their Atlantic division foes from Toronto. Yeah. They've already wrapped up the season series with, you know, a few Eastern Conference teams, Carolina, the Islanders, Tampa Bay, the Panthers mm-hmm. done with those teams, but they haven't played Toronto yet. They have four games left against them beginning Sunday, seven o'clock at the BB&T Center, 954-835-PocFloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. But uh, Katie, look at those games. Those four games are going to be gigantic. Billy Lindsay and Absolutely. I were talking about this on the broadcast last night. Sunday's the first of those four, but those games, especially at the time of the season, they're all going to be coming. Those are going to be gigantic games, the first of which coming up on Sunday, and that's something that we certainly have to look at in the second half of the year. They're all in the second half of the schedule, all four games against Toronto, and that's a team that you're going to be battling for position with. Absolutely, and I mean, we used this term before, but when you get into these games with how close the Atlantic is, this whole four-point game concept really comes into play with how important it is. We're not just getting those points that we need, but we're taking the points away from these teams that we are, you know, swapping spots with yep. every other night. So, you know, starting things off with Toronto and I know we we see them again in February and then at the end, of the, I mean, it is going to be a series that is going to be very decisive in what ends up happening for this team and, you know, starts it starts Sunday and it's, and I think everyone knows the importance of it in the locker room. And a couple of games coming up against Philly as well. Let's not forget uh, yep. the Flyers. I think they see them twice within a span of a week or so uh, next month, I think. So uh, those right are, there those are going to be huge games spot. for the wildcard hunt. Uh, and I think that's uh, another positive for the Panthers is it seemed like for the first month and a half of the season that both wildcard spots were going to the Metro. That's changed now. Uh, things you know, have evened out a little Things bit. have evened out a little bit. Now it seems like that's wide open for the Panthers to take as well. So mm-hmm. as much as you like a top three spot in the division, it's not the only route in now. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of options for the Panthers here. And it's going to be, like we said, uh, a really exciting second half. And we'll take a look at more of that coming up here in a few moments. But let's get to a conversation with a guy that we've mentioned quite a bit here already on the show and for good reason he's having a heck of a start to I can't say heck of a start to the season just having a heck of a season (laughs) at this point Uh, he's been selected to the uh, to the all-star game for the first time in his career we had a chance to catch up with Jonathan Huberto again territory talk is presented by Baptist Health the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers here is our featured guest for this week Jonathan Huberto 
All right, well, first thing, to get that league-wide recognition, I know we've talked about the All-Star game a little bit, but to get that league-wide recognition, how much fun was it to to get named your first All-Star game? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I think, you know, it's a great uh, recognition. I, I mean, obviously, first time in my career, so uh, it's awesome to, to be there and have the experience, you know, to, to go there and uh, with my family, you know, friends and stuff. So I think it's going to be it's gonna be a fun time, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. After you got named, did you look at the rest of the roster? Series and we're like, man, these are the guys I'm going with. Yeah, no, obviously, I, I look at the teams and uh, no, it's gonna be pretty cool. I think you know, I've asked some guys that, that went, you know, Troach and Eki, Varky, they all said it's really a lot of fun. So, uh, like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. And you mentioned being there with your, your family too. How much are they looking forward to the, the whole experience and just being there for that uh, that whole time? Yeah, when I announced it to my dad, he was really happy. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm going to St. Louis. And yeah, obviously he's going to, you know, he's going to probably try to talk to other guys in the, in the league. He's like, I'm going to try to talk to McDavid and stuff. I'm like, nah, it's okay. You know? <laughs> so yeah, obviously they're going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be a blast. And like I said, uh, just try to enjoy it as much as I can. And for you, just, uh, you know, it's part of what's been a, a, a great season. And you're, you're just putting up points very regularly here. You got top star in the month of uh, December. December. Uh, just how good are you feeling on the ice? I mean, things have uh, things have really gone your way. Yeah, obviously I'm, you know, trying to work hard and the, the points were coming, obviously the first half and just got to keep going. And I think it's, uh, you know, before the All-Star break, I want to get in the playoff spot. So I think you go on a break and, you know, you're, you're in, in, in a better spot. And I think that's what we want to do. And I think, like I said, personally, I think just got to keep working. And if the points come, the points come. But I think it's the, the team point that uh, matters. Uh, part of my job this season has been reminding you of milestones as they come. There's already been a ton this season. Uh, you know, the game's played, the points, it goes on and on. But right now, three points from tying Ole Okunen's franchise record at the time of this recording. Is that something that now that you're this close, you're aware of? And just how much is that going to mean when you when you do take that record? Well, I guess yeah. You guys tell me every time. So, uh, I don't. I don't really know coming in, but obviously, yeah, really close to to be the first in you know history of the Panthers. So that's obviously it's cool, and uh, I think yeah, it's gonna reflect, reflect a little bit more probably at the end of the season. You try not to think about it really right now and more thinking about the team success and uh, I think yeah it's it's gonna be cool obviously uh Barkey's gonna pass me after but uh, now it's it's been uh, it's been fun and it's cool to to become uh, first is that exciting to know that it's kind of gonna be you and Barkov one two at least it looks that way for quite some time that you guys are gonna be going back and forth a little bit and and not just points assists goals uh, all the categories really yeah, we had the chance. I mean, it's not everybody has a chance to play with the, the same team, you know, for a while. And I think, you know, we got to keep it that way. We got to start winning and, you know, get into the playoffs. So I think that's what we got to focus on doing that. And, you know, why maybe we'll stay here all career. Who knows? But I think that's what we want to do. But I think you got to start winning to, to be able to stay here. And you guys are just past the, the halfway point of the regular season schedule here. Still a long ways to go, but it's hard to believe that already half of the schedule has gone by. Just, uh, you know, in terms of where you would assess things right now, how do you feel things have, have gone overall for the group? And, and uh, what kind of steps do you want to see uh, made moving forward here? Yeah, we just got to get some, you know, streak a little bit. I don't think we're satisfied with where we are right now. I think the standing is so close, you know, we're going to start winning. And I think losing a game, you know, gets you like out of the playoff, winning gets you in. So I think we got to start like putting some, some wins together. That's our, that's our goal. And I think, you know, we have a, we need to have a better second half. It's not complicated. I think the team's going to, going to work hardest, the, the hardest. So I think we got to be, 
the team that's going to want to win every game. You have, you already have played in the playoffs before. Just given you already kind of know that feeling. Do these games right now, like given like you said, a win gets you in the playoffs, a loss you know takes you out right now. Do these games feel a little bit more than a regular regular season game? These feel a little playoff feel. Yeah, I think you know, like I said, it's so every game is huge right now. You know, you need these two points, and I think especially against you know division vi- uh, rival, I think that's what you, you know you want to win these games, and I think that's what we need to. Our mindset needs to be that way, and we need you know every game is going to be huge till the end. And you posted on Twitter the other day trying to get Barkov into the All Star game. He's in the last man in vote. Uh, I think he's got the most points out of anyone in the last man in vote. So obviously well deserving. Um, good friend of yours, teammate, just kind of on this episode they have till January 10th to vote what's your your one sales pitch for getting Barky into the game yeah I think he's got to be in I mean obviously it's a, one of the guy I played with for, for a long time he's such a good you know good friend good teammate and so good on the ice I think he deserves to be in and uh, I'll, you know I might, might as well keep playing with him in uh, the All-Star <laughs> game well we thank you very much for, for stopping by here today again congratulations on the All-Star selection on Top Star for the month of December uh, and, and we can't wait to see where things go here as the the season goes on so thanks again for being here today all right thanks a lot thanks Huey. big thanks to jonathan huberto for stopping by this week again territory talk is presented by baptist health the official sports medicine provider of the florida panthers and we were trying to talk about we we're trying to, to think about this before the the show how many visits to territory talk is that for jonathan huberto is that now number three all time I we're think, coming up on the 100th episode. I know. Here. I think in, in studio sit down visits, I think that's three. So, uh, friend of the program. Friend of the program, yeah. Great friend. He's, he's reached that status now. Yes. And fun fact his first episode this season was also my first episode. So, yeah. really. You're forever tied. Yes. Yes. Always connected. <laughs> so, and, and so big thanks again, Jonathan Huberto, for stopping by. But uh, uh, we've talked about it a lot, just having a a great season and making plays that bring you out of your seat and you look at some of the plays he's making and you know kind of like when you have a when you have a quarterback where you think there's no options left but he's able to find something and turn what seemed like nothing into something Jonathan Huberto has been able to do that there are a lot of plays that have almost looked like they were gone but with that vision that he has he's able to spot a teammate and make nothing into something and it's led to scoring chances it's led to a lot of goals it's led to a lot of points for him yeah i find it hard to believe that guys don't get caught on the opposing team more often just watching him because i sure as heck can't believe some of the things that i see him pulling off and we're up in the press box we don't always have that up close and personal view but the vision that he has the ability and we've talked about it to just to find his teammates to find his line mates wherever they are to turn a play that looks like it's you know is nothing into something it's it's truly remarkable and to do it all with so much pressure on him I mean this guy's going through he's got three or four guys you know coming at him and he's and he acts like he's you know out there doing his own thing not not pressured at all and you know his composure is impressive very calm and let's not forget that this isn't uh, contained into just this season Uh, obviously he's been great throughout his whole career you know, came right. to the league when a Calder had a couple, you know, struggles with injuries. Over obviously, 90 points last year. Obviously, you know, terrible Achilles injury, uh, you know, a couple preseasons ago that he's had to overcome. But uh, he, he's been good ever since he came into the league. But midway through last season, he kind of flipped that switch from, you know, really good player to superstar. Uh, and I actually went back and looked at the numbers. This was a couple games ago, so they might not be exact now. But at the time, uh, let's just say last week, um, from like mid-February until, you know, at this point of the season, uh, he was right up there at the top three scorers in the yep. league with with Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, and Saw then the Jonathan Huberto. Yep. Yep. So uh, he, this is something that's, you know, he, he flipped a switch last season. He, he puts up these numbers now. And I think one of the coolest things, too, is 
for a while, we kind of thought, you know, uh, you, you need to Barkov and Huberto together because they are so great together. We, we can't overstate that enough. But it seems like now as they both kind of turn, you know, I think Kubi's 26, Bark is 24, as they both kind of start to enter their prime a little bit. They're just so great individually now. Uh, they obviously feed off each other and make each other so much better. But you can put either of those guys with anyone and they'll make those players better. They are just such elite, uh, you know, top tier offensive players. And for Huberto to get that recognition, to get the all star, it's obviously so well deserved. And he's one of those guys now where, you know, I put him more underrated than Bark. Barkov, just because we've talked about Barkov being underrated for so many years. I think Hooper does that guy now, but this should you know, do a really good job in kind of dismissing that and making him just a well-known star around the league, this all-star appearance. So uh, stick tap to him. Very well deserved. Great to see what Jonathan Huberto has been able to accomplish this season. Switching gears here a little bit uh, on Boxing Day every year, the day after Christmas, the hockey world's focus shifts to the World Junior Championships and great. another great tournament. This time around, congratulations to Team Canada on uh, on their victory, and it was a it was a great tournament. And uh, the Panthers had some prospects playing in that tournament, and they put on great shows, even though they didn't yeah. uh, walk away with uh, with the gold. Put on some great shows. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big story heading into the tournament was Team USA being led by goaltender Spencer Knight. Obviously, you know, one of the guys that is going to be huge for the Panthers hockey team down the line, uh, and he had a great performance in the two games. Uh, before they were uh, eliminated from the tournament, including the game where he saved 28, only let up that one goal against Finland. He was named player of the game twice through that tournament. Yeah. So he was clearly doing, you know, his very best USA, unfortunately not even making it to that medal round, which I know is something that hadn't happened for a while. So they're disappointed, but good to see Spencer, you know, on that world stage outside of the college environment and still doing well against some prospects, you know, obviously from all these, you know, teams around the league. And then, you know, you talk about Denisenko, obviously he gets the the silver. That was a crazy game too. I mean, Canada coming back three uh, unanswered goals, but Denisenko had a great showing. How many points was it that he ended up? Uh, he had nine. So he actually led Russia in scoring uh, three goals, six assists, matched his total from last year that, uh, let's not forget, last year he won the bronze and finished tied with uh, fellow Panthers prospect Alexi Hepaniemi for the tournament scoring lead. Yep. Uh, he made the tournament's all-star team last year. So uh, an equally great showing this year, wearing that C for Russia. Uh, going back to Spencer Knight for a second, uh, such a great showing in, in that quarterfinal game against Finland. 28 saves and that one nothing loss. He just, he, he didn't get the help he needed it'd be nice if they could have helped him out you know got him a goal there so uh he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder because let's not forget he's only 18 years old he's gonna be eligible to come back to the world juniors next year i think right now a lot of us are probably projecting that he will be the starter again for for team usa at the world juniors next year so that's gonna be another really great tournament to look forward to um and when you look around, you know, Twitter, you look around the league, you look around, you know, top, you know, scouts and prospect writers around the league, they all had very nice things to say about Spencer Knight and sure. how he played during that tournament. So a very good tournament for him, very good showing. Now he's going back to Boston College where he's been absolutely, absolutely tearing it up. Yeah, uh, hockey four shutouts. Yeah, you know, four shutouts. Hockey is goaltender of the month uh, for December, even though he only played two games because he was just so good in those two yeah. games. I think he was something like 53 or 54 shots yeah. stopped against uh, Notre Dame. So yep. uh, he's been exceptional at college. We're definitely be tuned in watching him the rest of the season in college. But uh, Denisenko, man, Doug, I, I know you and I have watched this kid for a while now. Uh, how excited are you to see this kid uh, make the jump to the pros next year over here, probably? Well, he's got the kind of moves, again, that'll bring you out of your seats. And we see the highlights show up on social media from time to time. Um, you know, it's going to be really exciting to see how he develops. And, and going back to Spencer Knight again as well. We keep taking it back we, to Spencer. We, we do keep going back to Spencer Knight. I just want to get one thought in here, though. I, and we had a chance to talk to him the day he was drafted right there at the draft table, Randy Muller and I. And, and he's just... A he was just such an impressive guy right away and as time's gone on 
Planet Boston College. You know, you listen to lots of things. You read lots of things online. The, the reviews of Spencer Knight have just been across the board rave reviews. Yeah, it's just A plus. All and it doesn't matter if they're talking about his goaltending ability, his approach to the game, being a student of the game, his fundamentals, the technical aspect the of ethic, it. Yeah. The work ethic, yeah. The work of everything about him is just drawing rave reviews. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, he's just uh, a guy who's got a really bright future and and you have to you have to look at it uh, as Team USA going into the, the next edition of the World Junior Tournament, uh, you know, as he is eligible to, to go back there and be the starter again for, for Team USA. You have to think that immediately makes them one of the one of the favorites here a year out for, for next year's edition. Yeah, and uh, Dennis Senko, like we said, this is going to be his final tour at the, uh, yep. the World Juniors. He's going to grow out of that after this season. But in two trips there, you know, bronze, a silver, 18 points over those two tournaments. So he's had a great, you know, career at the World Juniors, let's say. And he's playing, you know, he's playing in the in the KHL. And yep. the old phrase that you always hear, he's, he's playing against grown men, grown men. over yep. there and that will as a hockey player that'll help you you'll grow up pretty quick Absolutely. doing that and when you're when your skill set as you know an 18 19 year old is matched up against you look at some of those rosters guys that are mid late 20s into their 30s guys who've been playing for a long time um it's going to help you it's going to help you develop in a in a different way and he's going to be used to playing uh pro hockey and used to some of that uh, that grind uh you know when he ultimately takes that that next step yeah we're excited for that and then last but not least the third panther prospect there my Say favorite we can't forget my favorite germany germany justin shoots um four assists in the tournament uh helped germany you know stay up there they won the relegation uh series against kazakhstan to remain in there you know heading into next uh, next year's tournament and the coolest thing was that that's exactly exa- what they wanted to accomplish. Don't get me wrong. It would have been great if they could have meddled. But given the fact they hadn't been in the big tournament since 2015, that, you know, Justin Schutz helped them, you know, win the 1A tournament last year to get them back into this tournament. Uh, we talked to him at development camp and he just said, you know, that's our goal. It's, the, it's a challenge, but our goal is to stay up this year. Yeah. And they went out, they accomplished it. They had one nice upset over the host Czech Republic. And then, like I said, you know, won the relegation series against Kazakhstan. So uh, for him uh, right now, he's playing in the Dell, Germany's top league, just like Dennis Engel playing against grown men uh, that's going to help him a lot whenever he does decide to make the jump over here to uh, you know the United States so cool showing from him I was you know really excited to see because I know how much it meant to him and that team and that that country a country on the rise in hockey uh, another really entertaining tournament uh, you know a, a lot of a lot of big time prospects whether they've been drafted or whether they haven't been drafted exactly. yet uh, you know a lot of guys really put their games on display and it was great to see so yeah, a fun um, way to start the new year with you, some, yeah, some uh, you hit it right on the head there you hockey and this was this was a lot of prospect talk, talk, uh, prospect talk obviously because of the world juniors it kind of overtook jameson's prospect of the week but i'm sneak i gotta sneak one in here oh you are quick. you okay. are yes i wasn't planning okay. on it but then i remember that i gotta sneak this he's one calling in. an audible he's not getting the this f- wasn't on the original show he's not rundown, getting the full folks. treatment he's, but jameson's going off the board for, we're for gonna the, let it happen for those just this maybe, once for those that maybe don't keep up regularly with floridapanthers.com or on twitter <laughs> or anything like that uh you know uh Cole Schwent, third-round pick of the Panthers yep. uh, in 2019, uh, playing for the Mississauga Steelheads. The OHL's Player of the Month in, in December. So yes. just like Jonathan Huberdeau, he also received a big honor. And, and to receive that honor in the OHL, that's a league that has a lot of the top prospects uh, around the league. That's some big competition. But uh, 21 points, 12 goals, 9 assists, over 12 games with the Steelheads, a couple hat tricks. Uh, just a couple. He, he, he's one of those guys that's really having one of those, those seasons where you're in your third season in juniors and things really start to take off. So uh, had to give him a quick stick tap, a quick shout-out, because 
that a, that is a huge feat getting player of the month in the OHL. Former and teammate of Owen Tippett. Yep. And that is the expectation in your third year in that league. You know, that's where you sort of separate the men from the boys in a league like that. When you, when you are considered an older player, it, there's a little bit more pressure, but he's responding to it in in essentially the best way possible. And it's exciting to see for you know another prospect. So great to uh, great to see that he's continuing to do big things in the Ontario Hockey League. Cole Schwinn had a chance to talk to him at development camp this past summer and and see him play active on there. Twitter too. If you mention Cole Schwinn on uh, Twitter, he, he's usually going to like it or see it. Yeah, he's very active on there. So I know uh, he sees all the nice things we say about him. And he he's, he's, he hasn't been on the show yet, but he's a, I consider him a friend of the program. He'll be on the show one day. Perhaps. He will. He will. Absolutely. So the uh, so again, uh, great to see what some of the prospects are doing, Jameson. That was a good audible. Yeah, I liked that one. We'll allow it more often if yeah. they're going to be gotta, like that. You got to switch things up sometimes. That was a good addition <laughs> to the show. It was uh, it was not on the original layout, but uh, that was that was a good add on, Jameson. So <laughs> so uh, plus one today, plus one, Jameson. All uh, last thing here before we uh, put another episode of Territory Talk to bed here and and get ready for next week's episode. Again, every Wednesday you can find new material on Territory Talk, but. Uh, want to just get some some quick views at the second half of the schedule that lies ahead the importance of these games and we talked about a little bit back in the first segment we were talking about the games against toronto for example and just how much these are going to mean but there are a lot of guys on the panthers who have seen how much a point or two here and there a win here and there how much that can mean to things when you get to the end of the regular season schedule how much influence a point or two can have on the overall standings on playoff positioning these guys know how much it means and the panthers when they go up against other teams that are right in the race panthers right in the hunt have a lot of big games coming up against other teams that are right in the mix. You look at Vancouver coming in here. They're in the other conference, but they've got a ton on the line in this one. Same thing when Toronto comes in uh, later on uh, later on in the homestand, coming up on Sunday at 7 o'clock. These are huge games. Had a chance to talk to uh, some of the guys about this recently. We heard from Mike Matheson earlier today just about how uh, important these games are. We'll get to that soundbite in a moment here, but you have a lot of guys in the Panthers that are prepared for this they're prepared prepared for what uh, what these games are going to mean going down the stretch and i don't think we're jumping the gun here by saying that that playoff mindset that playoff feel it it's kind of getting going right now the the race to the playoffs is it's take, almost it's been taking going. flight i yeah. think this past road trip it, re- it really started to become a real thing and that's why that pittsburgh game became so important it's like i heard noel Chari saying it on an interview this morning but every time you win or lose you're you're shifting a spot you're in and you're out and it's it's kind of like how jameson touched on the importance of us getting this opportunity to go on a run finally maybe give ourselves a little bit of distance a little bit of a cushion because every Every single game. It feels like late March right shift. now. And we're it in is. January. It is. It does. And there's this constant shift. And especially when you're going up against divisional opponents, like we're going to see a lot more in the second half, that shift becomes even greater when the points are, you know, essentially doubled. And before we continue this convo, like Lug said, Mike Matheson had some uh, really good insights on, on the road ahead. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it for a while that, um, you know, you, you can't you can't take any games off and, and you never know what, what the race will look like a month from now, two months from now, and so every point is, is so important, and um, it seems like this year it's it's magnified. Every every team is so tight and playing well. It seems like a lot of teams are going on runs right now, and, um, you know, we, we feel like we that's exactly what we need to do, and um, at the same time, you can't look too far ahead. 
Well, Maddie kind of hit the, the the nail on the head right there with just how important these games are, and he's not the only guy saying it. All the guys in the room just know how important every game is from here on out. Because let's not forget, you said you know a lot of these guys know how much these points mean. Only two seasons ago, the Panthers had 96 points and missed the, the, yep. the playoffs by one point. So a lot of guys from that team are on this team right now. They all they all know they know how important these games are. So for the road ahead, that's going to be important. And we've talked all season, or at least I've talked all season about uh, certain games you really need to get points in. Other ones, you know, you'd like to, but you know, you don't expect. And there's a whole kind of formula going on there. But uh, the, the biggest thing I said at the beginning of the season was 16 points up for grabs against the Senators and Red Wings, two teams that can beat you on any night, but yep. two teams that are expected to finish near the bottom of the Atlantic Division this season, just given they are rebuilding franchises. And right now they're eight for eight. They've, they've done great. They've won you know two games against both those teams. Yep. Eight more up for grabs, and uh, those are going to be big points later on this season. I'm definitely looking at those games. Uh, you know, almost 40 games left to go, but I'm definitely looking at those four games as four big ones in the second half of the season. And you look at the rest of the schedule and how it lays out. You just look at the teams that are in the mix right now. The Panthers have one more against Pittsburgh, two more against Philadelphia. If we're looking at Metro teams that are in the hunt, they're done with Carolina, but uh, Columbus, they'll see them again. Um, they'll see the Rangers again. I know they're a team that's on the outside looking in, but you also like. Like you said with Ottawa and Detroit, you want to build that that separation between you and the and the teams below you. Same kind of thing, and then the games against Toronto, we can't emphasize it enough how important those are. So a lot of big games coming up down the stretch and the Panthers also will be seeing a, a number of Western Conference teams as well. Uh, some of that goes along with the fact that we've talked about how the Panthers are done with Carolina. They're done with the Islanders. They're done with the Tampa Bay Lightning. What that tells you is there are some uh, there's some some games to be made up against the Western Conference because of that. So we're seeing that on this homestand. Three Pacific Division teams out of four coming in on the homestand. But, and we still uh, have the entire West conference trip in yep. terms of going out to California exactly. facing going to all Cali. those teams. That's the middle of February, so a lot of Minnesota, St. Louis. Yeah. Chicago, that's our trip coming up. The whole yeah. broadcasting yeah. team will be on that one. We'll be on that one later this month. Looking forward to it, but yeah, that'll be a big one and also a, a homecoming for Coach Q going to Chicago. It's going to be a big game. That'll be on the, uh, on the next Panthers road trip. That'll yes. be a part of the next Panthers road trip. And that's for another episode. That will we'll be that for one. another episode. Let's put a pin in that. That was Jameson Oliver telling us it's time to wrap things <laughs> up. Getting a little carried we'll away. We'll talk all day. So that, that that could open up a whole other 30-minute conversation. Just so, give you something to, to think about. A little tease. A little tease. Excited for next episode. And if anything comes to mind that didn't get covered in this episode that you might want to hear on a future episode, or if you just want to chime in... At Doug Plagans on Twitter is where you can reach me. That's right. Jamison Coop. At Jamison Coop. Yeah. At Jamison Coop. Forgot the ad. If you just type Jamison Coop without the You're going outside, nowhere. it'll just be a search. We don't know who it is. Get a Probably 404 error. you tweeted. <laughs> References and to him. In. Katie, at Katie. Wait, are you just Katie Gauze? Katie, or is there a... Katie underscore There's an underscore in there. Gauze. I knew there was... Yeah, I knew there Someone was... Someone stole the other one. I don't know. There's another Katie Gauze out there. Yeah, at Jameson Hollis taken too. That's why I'm at Jameson Coop. Got it. Some thieves out yeah, there. Yeah, so the underscore between the first and last. That'll get the job done. Well, you can find all of us at those Twitter handles that we just mentioned. <laughs> Territory Talk, as always, presented by our friends at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. You can find Territory Talk each and every Wednesday at floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. It's not just for your favorite music anymore. You can find Territory Talk. Anywhere you find your favorite podcast, you can find Territory Talk. And again, new material each and every Wednesday. That means we will talk to you next Wednesday. Big thanks to Jonathan Huberto for joining us today. For Jameson Allah, for Katie Goss, I'm Doug Plagans. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much. 
Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.